This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Yo, what's up, guys? You like our podcast? You want to make your own? You have all the power, all the resources you need to make your own podcast. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a rundown. Basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. And here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify, which is super important. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. That's right. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.fm to get started. It's what we use. We get a little kickback from it, and we appreciate it. So if you guys want your own podcast, go to Anchor. .fm to get started. Peace. Hello and welcome to Anatomy of Marriage. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. What's up, guys? My name is Seth Studley. Whoa, and this, this is a real episode for everyone. I know, and you can bleep it out because oh I'm gosh. bringing it. Oh my God. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Keep on. Reva, please edit that. Boom, got your attention. And we're talking today about what divorce can teach us about marriage. So let's go. Quick note. Today's show is brought to you by GetFaithful.com forward slash Anatomy of Marriage. If you want counseling done in the comfort and confidentiality of your home, own home, go to GetFaithful.com forward slash Anatomy of Marriage. On to the show. All right. So today we are going to talk about what divorce can teach us about marriage. And I think that divorce is something that is not talked about enough in the marriage space, like mm-hmm. from a learning and helpful from a learning perspective, perspective. but from a, an actual it happening perspective, it is. Yeah, it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. So I have divorce information that I wanted to share, like stats and stuff. Mo- you know, the top reasons people get divorced mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. And then we want to talk about what we can glean from that. Not just like, oh, that happens, but like, what does that tell us about how we can act in our marriages mm-hmm. that will help us avoid, sorry, maybe avoid that if we don't want to be right. divorced. From being a marriage and family therapist, I've been with so many couples, literally so many couples who have ended in, well, not so many couples that have ended in divorce, but a good handful of couples that they got divorced, but it 100% could have been avoided had they both tweaked just this one little thing and then both been on the same trajectory, right. upward trajectory. You know what I'm saying? Rather than people getting dug in, entrenched, and just right. kind of set in their ways. And I do want to say this right out of the gate that I say this to our coaching clients. We do high performance marriage coaching. And I say this to our clients. My goal is not to keep you married. Like if you hate your marriage and you want a divorce, mm-hmm. like we can push towards that. We can work with it. But the real goal is to grow you as a person and an individual. Right. And a lot of people get divorced because there's this like, well, it's your fault. You're just a piece of shit. Blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Right? Like, and it's a, it's the self-work that isn't being done. And that's really what we're trying to focus on here mm-hmm. and what we want to learn from the information that divorce data tells us. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So here are the top reasons that people get divorced. Uh, number one, infidelity or an extramarital affair. Two, trouble with finances. Three, lack of communication. Four, constant arguing. Five, weight gain, which is not great. Uh, six, no, there's no six. Miss number six. Uh, seven, lack of intimacy. Lack of equality. Uh, that's a different one. Nine, mm. not being prepared for marriage. And then it says 75% of all couples ages. Oh, wait. 75% of couples of all ages have blamed not being prepared for married life for the demise of their relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, number 10 is physical and emotional abuse. And then it says most divorce happens within one to two years and then five to eight, mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting. I and that seven year itch mark. Yeah. Or, and, or the one to two, like, oh, we messed up. This right. This is crazy. Right. Yeah. Uh, 41% of first marriages end in divorce. So 41% of any marriage is going to end in divorce. Mm-hmm. 60% of second marriages end in divorce and 73% of third marriages mm-hmm. end in divorce. Yeah. Um, divorce statistics. The median ages for the first marriages in the U.S. are 26 years old for men and 25 years old for women. On the other end, the average age for couples going through their first divorce is around 30 for men and 29 for women. So that's right around that five-year-ish mm-hmm. mark or sort of. One to two-year mark. One to two-year mark, mm-hmm. rather. Um and then, uh, yeah, the other information is not super helpful. But we wanted to talk about this now because I think, and I didn't search it, that the majority of divorces happen at the new year. They happen at the end of the holidays. You think that? I, I have heard that stat, but I didn't look it up. Why? So I don't want to verify. Why didn't I look it up? No. Why is that? Oh, I think typically people are just trying to push through the holiday season mm-hmm. and just be like, oh, I don't want to cause problems before Thanksgiving. And we already have plans that grandma's house or right. auntie whatever's so people like shove through that and right. they stuff it down like a turkey mm-hmm. and then they get on the other side of january one and they say i'm pulling the plug on this they're out of here and so okay. that i wanted to bring it up before right so let's go through some of the reasons so two of those um would i think be clear grounds for divorce like oh she stepped out or he stepped out okay right that's not cool right mm-hmm. i'm out of here right or the other one, physical abuse, which is a huge one, right? Mm-hmm. And or emotional abuse, mm-hmm. right? These things that's just like, hey, these are lines that you have crossed. Right. No. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. It's like totaling a car or something. Right. It's like I ran my car in the ditch. It is totaled. It's not coming back. We're done kind mm-hmm. of thing. So those two, I'm like, okay, I will work with any of those, right? Well, I'll work mm-hmm. with all of them, but I can understand those much easier. Right. Um, some of the just not being prepared for marriage. Like I think you said, number nine, mm-hmm. um, marrying young and not being prepared for it. Right. That isn't a marriage thing. That's a you thing. It's like, right. oh, I didn't finish the marathon because I didn't know it was 26.4 miles or whatever it was. Oh, it's the marathon's fault. No, stupid. It's your fault. You should have done your research. You should have prepared, right? So it's like blaming. I wasn't ready for it. Right. Um, Okay, yeah, some things can hit us sideways. Like, hey, the first time I ever flew on a plane, I wasn't ready for the massive turbulence. Oh, oh, it's crazy, right? So I I had a panic attack. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. But if you're going to go into something like getting married, which is one of the biggest things that we go through in Mm -hmm. our life, like marriage, buying a house, getting a job, going to college, having kids, losing a family member or or, or divorce, those are like the in therapy we call them nodal events, right? Those are the big things that change your life trajectory. So if you go into something and go like, oh, I didn't expect it to be that way. Well, <laughs> maybe you should. And I'm not saying that, you know, you can't be blindsided and like, oh, 
now Melanie is, she went crazy or whatever. Like, yeah, we don't know that kind of thing. Um, but just blaming the marriage and when you should be like, yeah, I didn't plan and kind of jumped in with my wiener and not my head, <laughs> right? <laughs> kind of thing. So uh, let's think about it in a different way. But go back to the um, thing. Yes. I'm trying to look up the word nodal. How do you spell it? Uh, N-O-D-A-L. Then that is weird. Right. Well, it's not weird. It's a word. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Trouble with finances. Okay. So hmm, we got divorced because... He spends money all the time or she's... Mm-hmm. Or you don't, or, or you don't make money, or we have a thousand million dollars in credit card debt, mm-hmm. or something like that. Right. That is a that is a finance issue, not a marital issue. Right. Well, and I want to. This is what I want to do. Like, we can go through all of these things and talk about how stupid people are for getting divorced by these things. Oh no, and I'm that's not. not I'm what not I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to sit down. Look at me. Watch me sit. No, I'm not on the screen anymore. Um, but the way I want to look at it is what does it teach us? What does the statistical information teach us? Mm-hmm. Right? So let's go through uh, let's, just one by one, right? Number one reason for people getting divorced is infidelity or an extramarital affair. Mm-hmm. What is that telling us? Well, it, it tells us that the person wasn't getting something from the relationship, the married relationship in the first place, right? Now, it is a choice for you to go and sleep with somebody else. Same thing with me. It's a choice, right? And that breaks the marriage agreement, right? However, there are, and you, you and I have talked about this because we've had like past like coaching inquiry clients or I've had past clients like this before. It's like, oh, well, he went out and like cheated on me with his secretary or something or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then we go back and it's like, oh, You've been a cold-ass bitch to him and haven't slept together for 10 years and you're not affectionate and you are distant and you are preoccupied with everything else in the world but him. No wonder he did that, right? I mean, there's a certain point. It's like that time when I I talk about all the time. When I went to Dubai and didn't touch anybody for seven days, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going nuts here. What is this? Yeah. Kind of thing, right? So imagine being in that kind of relationship and, and I want to, I want to hear, not here. I want to say that we are not saying, well, yeah, it's your fault if your partner cheats on you because you yeah, don't touch saying, them. I'm like we're saying not saying that. that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I do what I was thinking, which is funny because like you interpreted my question so differently than what I meant, but that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, is we're like different people. I know. So infidelity or an extramarital affair is the top reason that people get divorced. So what does that teach us about? What does that tell us about what's important in a marriage? Right. So that tells us that within a marriage, obviously things like being faithful to your partner mm-hmm. and not flirting with other people mm-hmm. or whatever, these are obviously make or break things, right? These are obviously a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know it sounds silly to, to be like, well, duh. Right. But sometimes we just need that reminder. Yeah. But also, so that also teaches me um, oh, sex, touch, affection, and attunement and like actually caring for the other person is important too because a person doesn't go out and go, hmm, sleep with her, hmm, sleep with him, flirt right. with him because they're getting 100% of that in the marriage. Now, I'm sure that's happened before. Right. I'm like, okay, maybe you have other issues, person that, you know, stepped out. But that also reflects, oh, physical touch, sex, intimacy, connection, pleasure, attunement, adulation, all this stuff is Hyper important in mm-hmm. a marriage relationship. Undulation. Freaking No, fun. not undulation. Um, Adulation. Uh, the other thing I wanted to say, too, is that number two, 
So the second reason people get divorced is trouble with finances, mm -hmm. right? So what does that tell us about what is important in marriage? Obviously, it is important to uh, focus on your finances, like mm -hmm. get on the same page financially. Now, let's share a little bit of our journey about what that looked like. We did Dave Ramsey. We got gifted the Financial Peace University from my brother mm -hmm. on our, I guess it was a wedding present. And it, at the time, it was like the Giganto CD set, mm -hmm. like this huge case with all these CDs in it or DVDs. Um, and that was the first time, you know, we if, if that hadn't have been gifted to us, we mm -hmm. probably would not have ever right. sat down and done anything with money. We would have never thought about it. We would have not had a plan mm -hmm. or a budget or anything. Um, and it was one of the best gifts that we could mm -hmm. have received in terms, not, not that like immediately we knew what to do with money. But it gave us a language. It mm -hmm. gave us a framework. It gave us a template. It gave us a resource. Dave mm -hmm. Ramsey, like this immediately put into our head, like if I'm mm -hmm. struggling with finances, where can I look for help? Dave Ramsey, right? Right. Well, it wasn't also, it wasn't only the financial educational piece of it. Mm -hmm. It was the the shared vision, which we talk about right. all the time. Hey, what is your shared vision? What is that triangle that you both can point up to when shit hit the, hits the fan and you want to yell and cuss and do all this stuff, but you go back to the shared vision and go, oh, Okay, I knew this would be hard, but our shared vision is to be married forever and raise a good family and break, you know, generational patterns or whatever. Right. That's our shared vision. So when I look at trouble with finances, that says, oh, we don't have a shared vision around money. If you mm -hmm. don't have a shared vision around money, you probably don't, you probably might not have shared vision around other things too. And then also how you communicate about it. Right. So it's not just money. Yeah, you, yeah. You yeah. could put in, you know, trouble, well, trouble with landscaping. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, literally. Right. It's like, oh, well, we don't know to do. We don't talk about it. We only fuss about it. So right. what is your language around it? How do you communicate around it? Mm -hmm. Are you respectful? Oh, I hear your point. I hear my point. Of course, we're taking in the family of origin right. stuff, what we think about money and, and so on. So it's not just about money. Right. But That's and, like an end symptom of it that we can go, oh, finances under the surface means communication, right. shared vision, uh, upper limit problems, family of origin stuff. Yeah, there's a lot that you could unpack just in that statement. And so that tells us, again, for a marriage, obviously it is vital that you talk about your finances. If I were to ask you how frequently should couples talk about their finances, what do you think a, an appropriate time would be? I would say, well, of course, you know, are we having like the big year-end money meeting about Is that a thing? Taxes? What's the big year-end money meeting? It, that can mean like a state of the union, state of the household address kind of thing, right? So when you say talk about finances, I would say every day. Mm -hmm. Talk about it every day. Mm -hmm. Now, again, that's like, hey, time to sit down and look at the bank statement and profit and loss and P&L and yeah. all that same thing uh, and, and all this stuff and investments. No, it's just like, it might, hey, it check, your, check the budget here because... We got this coming in and right. this going out. So I'm aware of it, mm -hmm. letting you be aware of it kind of thing. Or like, hey, we need, like, we need new tires for mm -hmm. Baymax, right? Mm -hmm. So That's the name of our car. Okay, that'll be a couple hundred dollars. Right. And it's like, sure, that's easy. But hey, letting you know, mm -hmm. going to get tired today. Right. And it's almost like I think of plays like in football or baseball or whatever, like you're sharing the plays. Mm -hmm. Like you're saying, oh, this is the plan. This is, oh, oops, this is what really happened. We got a bill for that or maybe, this, you know, whatever. But you're just constantly in communication. But for sure, you should be like, or I would suggest, a big sit down talking about money at least twice a year, like a big one. Oh, the big you one, know, yeah. Like it, it, minimum once a year, but mm -hmm. twice a year would be better where you're actually talking through right. all of these things. And that goes into number three, which is lack of communication. Like mm -hmm. Seth was saying, a, a trouble with your finances is not trouble with your finances. It's trouble with communication, clarity, um, being able to voice 
expectations or desires, all of these things. Mm-hmm. And so, again, if you can't communicate about your dollars, that just means you can't communicate, right? Like that can't communicate about dollars doesn't make any sense. No, oh, jeez, that was. <laughs> Okay, fun. constant arguing. Uh, well, constant no, we, arguing you just, about like, swish past communication. Why would you swish past it? Okay, sorry. Uh, I I think it's important to talk about talking and communicating and all the things that we communicate. And again, if one of the top things, number three on the list, is that the lack of communication is causing divorces, mm-hmm. that tells me that in terms of how it impacts the marriage and what we need to know about communication in marriage is that it's obviously vital to get it done well to mm-hmm. learn how to communicate yeah. well or, or right? lack of commun- commun- communication could be the lack of differentiation and the lack of use of i statements right so i can communicate all day right communicate how pissed i am how disappointed i am communicate about what right. i don't want but we're rather probably i might reframe this mm-hmm. if i wrote it we're communicating about the wrong things right right it is it is it is too one-sided it's i'm communicating Melanie, don't do this. I don't like it when you do this. You're wearing that. What's going on? Don't go here. Don't go there. Why do you always do that? Mm-hmm. I'm communicating all right. day, right? right? It's not a lack of communication. It's not a lack of communication. It's a lack of appropriate style of communication. Right. I would say it would just be poor communication would be a better right. one. I mean, obviously, there is a thing where people don't communicate at all. But again, that's poor communication, mm-hmm. right? Well, that's but, called stonewalling. That's the final... right you know, blow in the Gottman's four horsemen. Right. Um, but I think it's important to highlight that if that's, if this is a high on the list of causes for divorce, then it means it's obviously a priority. So mm-hmm. if this is something that matters to you, if you are finding yourself in a marriage that is struggling, look up books on communication, read about it. Like, don't just like hope you m- randomly have this knowledge zapped into your noodle. Go find it. Learn right? a book. Learn a book, Seth. Um, but really, like, go look on, get mm-hmm. an Amazon, not Amazon, get an mm-hmm. Audible account and just search, mm-hmm. like, communication or communication in marriage. Right. Read whatever you find. Or reflective I don't care. listening. And here right. is a great segue. And if you're finding yourself like, oh, my gosh, uh, number two, three, four, and five, I'm dealing with, then right. go to getfaithful.com mm-hmm. forward slash anatomy of marriage to get an outside licensed counselor to be like, okay. I'm coming in. We're going to help you. Tell me what you're going right. through. What's going on? Where do you want to see? Where are your goals? What do you want to do? And then you can talk to a licensed ca- counselor mm-hmm. about this stuff. Depression, anxiety, uh, postpartum stuff, anything. I'm mm-hmm. feeling overwhelmed with work or whatever. Go to getfaithful.com forward slash anatomy of marriage. Please, I'm serious. Take it from me. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. I've seen this. I've done this. Been there, done that. And counseling really, really helps, right? We also do high-performance marriage coaching, which is a step above, but some folks need counseling. So go to getfaithful.com forward slash anatomy of marriage. If you've been putting it off forever, I really encourage you. Right now it's October. We're going to go into 2022. You want to go, okay, I want to have a different, I want to step forward on a stronger, more aware foot Mm -hmm. this time to go down a different path than I've gone down 100 years before. You need extra help getfaithful.com forward slash anatomy of marriage. Thanks. That's right. Yes. And uh, one of the cool things, we partner with them, so we obviously believe in them and That's right. want those the want our listeners to have a good resource for counseling. Um, and you can switch your counselor if you don't like them for free. So anyway. That's right. All right. Uh, number five, weight gain. Hmm. Well, constant arguing is number four. You keep skipping. Did I skip that? Oh, yeah. sorry. Um, 
Again, this goes back to the communication piece, though. Constant arguing means you're not communicating well. Mm -hmm. And I think one thing that I have been saying with our clients all the time, and I don't think I've said it, I don't say it enough in a podcast probably, is that I learned at some point just really recently, probably within the last three months or maybe four months that... Mm, Pray um, tell. Well, you know it. But that I was foolish to assume that Seth would understand me. Mm. Not because Seth is so stupid, but probably more so because I'm not communicating in a way that resonates with him. You have been a fool. (laughs) And (laughs) I say this with our clients all the time because our clients, I I know you were being silly, but our clients all the time will like, they'll get into little spats during our sessions. And I will stop them and say, look, you're doing it again. You're assuming that your spouse understands you. What a silly assumption, (laughs) right? Like, I remember that happened to us in coaching. Do you remember? And, I was saying something, and I, gosh, I remember it because it was one of those I times. I don't remember and, what it was saying. What were you saying? I don't remember what it was, but I was saying something, but I was like, yeah, this. And Cody, our coach, was just looking at you going, and I was like, shit. <laughs> they know something that I don't know, right. and it's a lesson that I have to learn. Oh, right. Right? Yeah. So, I, yeah, the, the kind of stopping spats, and he's like, dude. Right. What what are you doing? Like, Melanie, what do you think about this? And he's like, I don't know. Right. And kind of thing. So that is a thing that, uh, that's one one of the really powerful things about coaching mm-hmm. that maybe we don't do in therapy so much is like... Therapy? Oh, in, yeah. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. coaching is like, hey, shut up. You're wrong. Right. Do you hear yourself? Like, stop speaking. Right. You're saying a stupid thing. That's not helpful, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in this case, it's so incredibly relieving and it reduces the pressure Relief. and the anxiety yeah. when you realize, like, a start with the assumption your partner will not understand you lovingly. Like, loving, like, a perfect example with your children. I assume that if I'm teaching something to Hattie or the boys or whatever, they're probably, they might not get it the first time because they're learning this thing, right? And in the scenario with Seth, it's not that he's not going to get it because mm-hmm. he's young or not smart enough. Again, it is like we are lit. Like I'm speaking, let's find really different. Like I'm speaking Icelandic. If y'all have heard Icelandic folk talk, it is like, I, you don't know one word of it. Then Seth is speaking Spanish, Mm -hmm. right? It is literally like that. Like assume straight out of the gate, we are going to misunderstand one another. And when you start from that place and go, how can we figure out how to make sense of this? Mm -hmm. Then it's exciting. So I use that analogy actually when we went to Spain, Mm -hmm. Remember when we were trying to find Ag- the Agnes's wedding? Right. And I was singing in this like 500-year-old chapel in Spain. Best vacation ever. Wasn't a vacation, but sort of. Um, and I, we ran into this guy who worked there, this like super old dude who worked at the chapel. And we're trying to ask him where we go. And mm-hmm. who even knows what he said? And he doesn't know what we said. And we just like tried. We tried. And we happily tried. I wasn't mad at him. He wasn't mad at me. Do you remember that? I'm surprised that I couldn't figure out what he was saying he was well it doesn't even matter but it was just very like oh what is going on so think of it like that like when you go to another country and if you're not a bigot uh and you try to speak with someone who doesn't speak english or you don't speak their native language Mm -hmm. you're not like an ass to them you just go oh Oh. i don't know what this word means and you think this word means that let's figure this out right my one of my best friends is from indonesia and she Mm -hmm. we mix stuff up all the time and it's delightful Mm -hmm. right so Mm -hmm. Go in it lovingly knowing we're going to be confused. Yeah. And not yeah, like, I one, can't believe you don't know what that word means. Yeah. That, one, that one's hard because people get heated and stuff. So right. I understand if people have trouble with that because Lord knows that we did and we still, still do sometimes. Right. So number five, 
weight gains. Are you talking about uh, gains with a Z? <laughs> right. I want to comment gains on this one very specifically because as women go through menopause, they typically gain weight. Mm-hmm. So that's a bunch of... <laughs> uh, I could understand if it's like my spouse, you know, stopped being motivated and now they've gained mm-hmm. like 200 pounds and that, and it's not like a m- menopause thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think... There are ways that, you know, I'm not trying to knock it, but this again, what is this teaching us about marriage? Right. Health matters. Your health and fitness matter. Not from a, not only from like an aesthetic, like, am I turned on to you if you weigh a hundred more pounds than you do right now? Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm not like that matters. That matters. But more importantly, just health in general, right? Brushing your teeth. Mm -hmm. Talked about this recently, Um, but staying healthy, staying active and fit. And there's a billion things related to that other Mm -hmm. than just you got fat you know, there's lots right. of thought, like now you can't hike. Now we can't swim together. You mm-hmm. won't wear a swimsuit or we won't have sex because you're too embarrassed by your body or you're mm-hmm. too uncomfortable or whatever. So again, what is that teaching us about marriage? Right. Right. Is that all of this stuff really matters? Like body, physical, all of mm. that, right? Lack of intimacy and... Lack of equality. Lack of Well, let's go to lack of intimacy. I think we kind of talked about that already, about the importance of sex and intimacy and connection and pleasure mm-hmm. and just how actually let me highlight something there because that says lack of intimacy and intimacy just means like closeness and knowing each other oh, well right. so i would say lack of yeah, sexual i guess it intimacy. doesn't say lack of sex right. but well uh, how about this it's both lack right. of it, lack of emotional intimacy right which is a killer and then because you can have sex and not be intimate mm-hmm. you can yeah, right true go sleep with a hooker it's no like intimacy <laughs> intimacy there <laughs> Um, uh, or let's see, um, lack of emotional intimacy and or sexual mm-hmm. intimacy. So that is I just would, so important. Yeah. And I would say like, let's biopsychosocial spiritual that out. Lack okay. of biological intimacy. Right. Lack of blue balls. psycho. Gosh. You're the one that's been talking about blue balls I was, forever. I listened to a science versus podcast about it. It was very interesting. And then I have my own term, blue bacon, which was very funny whole point of it anyway i don't think you get blue bacon you're not a woman you don't know okay ladies in the comments yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but anyway lack of intimacy in all mm. of these different areas right spiritual intimacy mm. if you have lack of spiritual intimacy you are more likely to have lack of physical intimacy but i really want to highlight that probably this is talking about lack of sexual intimacy so that what does that tell us mm. what does that tell us about marriage and what's important in marriage Obviously, I'm going to kill int- every dog that we have. Don't say that. All That's they do very is bark. Unkind. They don't. All they do is bark. So mad at right now. They build a damn fence and they won't bark all day. They're tied to a tree. We're bad dog owners. Anyway, not the point. So I think it's important to note that intimacy is obviously important. Sexual intimacy, mm-hmm. uh, intimacy in relationships, like talking and all of that mm-hmm. stuff. So if people are getting divorced over this, this tells us that we should focus on it. We shouldn't just hope it happens, mm-hmm. right? Make sense? Absolutely. Lack of equality. I could talk about this for a hundred thousand years, right? Um, because I want to uh, equality. I'm assuming in this sense means like my husband thinks I'm a piece of crap, useless woman, so I have to just do all the chores and all the hard stuff, and he treats me like garbage, mm-hmm. right? Like we are not equal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, leave your husband if that's how he's treating you, like one hundred percent. But actually, don't. This is, podcast is not in the place of any therapeutic advice or technique or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that would not be amazing and I would yeah. hate that. Because that goes back to like um, when we're differentiated and if I feel perpetually that I am just not equal to you right. in whatever, like this could, this goes for guys too. It's like, yeah, mom, run, mom runs the show 
and nobody respects me in my own damn house. The kids don't. Mm-hmm. She doesn't. Right. Then that is also a lack of uh, equality, right. a equality kind of thing, too. I like you know that you saying? pointed that out. Well, somebody has to because all you talk about is stupid women stuff. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, that, that does go both ways. Of course, culturally, maybe it skews probably more towards, not probably, mm-hmm. more towards women. So obviously I want to be aware of that. But I will but say that in the There home, are a lot yeah. of like guys that are just like, listen, I get shit on all the time yeah. and I'm tired of this stuff, right? Yep. So I can really, 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 in fact, I've had clients that way too. Yeah, and no, I think that's, cool. that's a really big deal too because I think, what is the word? It's like cuckold. That's the word, isn't it? Pussy whipped. No, I hate that term. Um, when I have to say <laughs> that, that to clients, I say pistol whipped, even though I think we all know what I mean. But anyway, you but I do... You got no pistol. <laughs> I want to comment on that because there is a lack of equality. I think a lot of times women have this, um, like a death grip on their spouse and they don't know it. I certainly did where I was like, I'm gonna Don't touch me. I'm going to like hold Seth's throat so tightly that he cannot have free reign in this home. Nothing's gonna be decorated like he wants. I don't give a shit what he wants for dinner. We're watching what I want. I'm gonna be mad at you if you're not perfect. I'm not gonna have sex with you, that's for sure. Right? There's this lack of like a real lack of equality. Like I'm mm-hmm. not actually honoring uh, our differences. I'm just like Right. Forcing like I'm Darth Vader. And that comes from this is my strong belief, comes more from family of origin than you just like making that up. You you understand what I'm saying? Because although I think that is taught in culture sometimes, it really comes from family of origin. Right. You know what I'm saying? I think I just deleted my thing here. So the last one said, so you're spending too much time on this. I deleted it on accident. Seems very underprepared. That was rude. You didn't prepare jack shit. You literally did nothing, and then you told me I'm underprepared? Eat shit. I'm not saying underprepared. I hope you didn't think we weren't going to cuss in this episode. But anyway, I thought it was a good experiment to talk about what divorce can teach us about marriage and what things people are actually getting divorced over, and Mm -hmm. then like think about that Mm -hmm. critically. Apparently, Seth doesn't think that's important. No, no, and the fact that most of these things, through hard work and determination, other than the extramarital affairs and lying, cheating, and abuse, other than those things, you can actually work on these, right? People have sucked at finances before and gotten better. People have sucked at communication before and gotten better. They have sucked at, I don't know, weight gain or not weight gain or attunement or lack of attunement or this or that, and they've gotten better before. It is, ugh. All right. Whenever I do this, it's like everything's serious. People... We can do exponentially more than you think you can do, okay? There's been a billion examples from people getting lost at sea on a desert island to a prisoner of war camp to Auschwitz to all kinds of stuff. You are capable of exponentially basically anything. Whenever I do my face like that, it means I'm going to say the F word like a hundred times, but I'm not going to, right? So again, barring like... Lying, cheating, pathological, crazy stuff, physical abuse, deep emotional abuse, or cheating, then these things can be worked on, right? We had the shittiest of all marriages in the world, and there was a component of physical abuse. Understand what I'm saying? And we pulled it out, and we do a podcast about it. So if you've made it this far on the show and you're listening to this, you actually can do it. And I can say that 
Okay, don't take advice. Don't take financial advice from a poor person. Right. Don't take physical fitness advice from somebody who hasn't worked out in 23 years. Don't do that, right? Don't take marriage advice from someone who isn't a marriage and family therapist and or a high-performance marriage coach who had the shittiest marriage in the world, who went through a bunch of stuff, who wanted to die, both of us, and now we have a marriage podcast, right? You just told people not to take advice from us? Opposite that. (laughs) (laughs) That's you know why that's why we can speak to it, right? Because we have a minute of experience, right? Right. So if I am saying that and I did it, if I did it and Melanie did it, then I know that you can do it, barring those other things, right? And there's even been people who have gone through affairs and stuff like that who have healed, reconciled, and right. have the best marriages ever. We personally know a bunch of them, right? Right. So that is possible. But the point in this is saying, okay, sure, we studied divorce to learn about marriage, right? Why don't we study about ourselves to learn about ourselves first and then about marriage and how we can make it freaking awesome and exactly what we want. Imagine if your dreams came true in marriage, what would it look like? Mm -hmm. What would it literally look like? Well, I don't know. I've never thought about it. I can't do that. Nobody did that. People have done it. Yes, you can. Why not you? If we did it, you can too. Because guess what? Somebody's going to hear this and sign up for coaching with us and change their freaking lives. We just had the most wonderful Voxer of a client today that I, I Don't like, share any I'm not going to smile, but I was so freaking happy from where they were to what they shared today. I was like, oh my gosh, this makes me smile so much. I was laughing in joy when I listened to it, right? So if, if somebody will listen to this, sign up for coaching with us and change their entire marriage, right? Somebody will do it if you don't. Mm-hmm. So why not you, right? right? Somebody will listen to it and go, oh, that'd be hard, or I can't do that investment or Wish whatever. Wish I could do that. Wish you could do it. Well, guess what? You ain't getting nowhere wishing. You're only stopping yourself. You're only stopping yourself. Hmm, okay. You can have it. I don't want that. I didn't want that for my own self and for our marriage, and now you are benefiting from it because I didn't want that. And I'm benefiting from it because you didn't want that either. Right. So you see how that goes? Mm-hmm. So... You can do it, guys. And I will say that that is essentially what started our journey was right. the realization that actually we don't want to get divorced. Like there are all these things that are really wrong with our marriage that we really hate mm-hmm. that we really don't want, but we don't want to get divorced. And that was this, where we started, right? So all those years ago, 12 years ago or whatever, that we were in the worst part of our marriage, mm-hmm. we decided we don't want a divorce, so now what the hell do we do? What do we do? Right? We change everything about it, right. and we did. And that was the beginning of the, our journey in this way. That's right. married for 17 so, years. So, you guys, I hope this has been helpful. Remember to go to getfaithful.com. For sorry, I didn't prepare. Of marriage. You prepared. I'm sorry. I was on a thing, so just let it let it go. Uh, I was trying to do an ad spot. Well, do it again. How about you be more prepared next time? <laughs> okay, so when Melanie goes to getfaithful.com forward slash anatomy of marriage, <laughs> uh, you go there too, right? Or even better, email us at, at hello at hello at anatomyofmarriage.com to inquire about coaching because you guys, it changes lives. It changes lives. And we get testimonies from clients all the time. We're like, oh my gosh, this is so awesome mm-hmm. that we get to witness it. And the people that do the work, the people that do the work get the results. I'll say that again. The people that do the work get the results. The people that don't do the work, newsflash, don't get the results. Okay? So it's up to you. Coaching at anatomymarriage.com. Hello at anatomymarriage.com. You guys, thank you so much. You got anything else to say, Mel? No, but I love that you're here. And if this show has been helpful to you, please share it with your friends. Uh, those friends. 
uh, that would be awesome and it mm-hmm. would be helpful to them. And if you have not rated and reviewed our show on iTunes, please do that. I want to hit the 1,000 freaking mark. Right. We have almost 1,000 reviews and ratings almost. on iTunes. Right. So We're let's get so there. Close. Let's get there soon. In the next 30 days, let's get there. Okay. Guys, we love you. Thank you so much. Sayonara. Have a wonderful day. <laughs> Bye. Bye.